This is Sound and Season. It's April 11th, the 35th day of Lent. Our passage today comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 19, verses 1 through 27. Then Pilate took Jesus and flogged him, and the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him saying, Hail, King of the Jews, and struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no guilt in him. So Jesus came out, wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in him. The Jews answered him, We have a law. And according to that law, he ought to die, because he has made himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has the greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, if you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out and sat down on the judgment seat at a place called the Stone Pavement and in Aramaic, Gabbatha. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour he said to the Jews, Behold your king. They cried out, Away with him, away with him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. So he delivered him over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus, and he went out, bearing his own cross, to the place called the place of a skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but rather this man said, I am king of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. 
when the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things. But standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews, the King of the universe, is paraded through the streets of Jerusalem, crumbling under the weight of carrying the instrument of his own execution. His back has been ripped to shreds with whips, and he has been hit time and time again. Blood streams down over his face from the crown of thorns, and all who see him mock him. And why wouldn't they? He's a joke. This would-be Messiah is just another disappointment, another letdown, evil still triumphs. How could we have been so foolish to think otherwise? But Jesus' eyes look upon the crowd, the whole of humanity, past, present, and future. And the king of the Jews, his face bruised and battered, knows the hour of his triumph has come. There they crucified him, but on the cross, Jesus' heart was open wide, ready to receive all of our failures, our guilt, and our sin. He takes it all in, all of our sufferings, horrors, and sorrows. Jesus, who knew no sin, became sin so that we might become the very righteousness of God. His dying breath gives us life. Praise the Lord, his work is finished. Lord, hear our prayer and let our cry come to you. Let us pray. Jesus, lead us back once again to the cross where steadfast love and faithfulness meet, where righteousness and peace kiss each other. That place where you were stripped that we might be clothed, wounded that we might be healed, and made thirsty so that we might drink from the fountain of living water. Jesus, how is it possible that you would know the depths of our hearts and still willingly die for us? There were so many times you could have turned aside and decided that the cross was not worth the cost. But you stayed 
until it was finished. You bore our griefs. You carried our sorrows. You bled and died so that we might have peace with God forevermore. And so we praise you, Jesus, because you are rescuer, our redeemer, our maker, our savior, our husband, and our very dearest friend. O Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.